Well, it's great to be with you this afternoon. My name is Rich. I'm part of the leadership team here at King's Church, High Wycombe. I want to thank you so much for coming to this event. Hasn't it just been a great event this afternoon? Hasn't it? It's been brilliant, hasn't it? I decided that because of the occasion, this would be a shirt-in moment for me. A shirt-in moment. I was 40 this year. Um, Some people have a midlife crisis and buy a sports car at 40. I decided this would be the time when I started tucking my shirt into my trousers. That's my... (laughs) That's my midlife. Thank you. Thanks. <laughs> okay, so there's, there's no getting away from it. Christmas is coming. Uh, ten days. We are now ten days from Christmas. Are you all set for Christmas? Are you all ready for Christmas? There's a murmur there. <laughs> I feel like we're not ready for Christmas. See, some people go to extraordinary lengths at Christmas time. I wonder if your home right now looks anything like this. impressive, isn't it? (laughs) That was from an American TV series called The Great Christmas Light Fight. And in it, families compete to have the best Christmas display. And for me, that guy looked way too confident when he flicked that switch at the start. I mean, these are Christmas lights. Surely he was a little bit concerned that only half of those were going to light. And do you know... How long must that thing have taken to have put together? I mean, it's one thing having decorations up outside your house in December... But when you're building plywood candy canes in your front garden in the middle of July, I mean, surely people are going to start to ask some questions, aren't they? Well, whether or not you go to lengths like that at Christmas, it does seem to me that there's this pressure that comes with Christmas. This pressure to get everything just right, to get your home looking good, to get the presents right, to get the meal good. And there's these, there seems to be these um, increasingly experimental ways of cooking carrots and things. Thanks to Jamie Oliver, I think. But there's this pressure on Christmas. And I love all that. I love the lights. I love the houses lit up. I love the trees. But I do wonder if there's just too much pressure around this one day. There seems to be this underlying promise that if we can just get the atmosphere right, if we can just get the performance right, if you like, then everyone will be happy. And I don't think the adverts and the songs this time of year help. They seem to present this almost unattainable, perfect Christmas. This idyllic scene where everyone's happy, where it's snowing outside, where the kids are laughing, where there's no arguments and no tension. But I wonder, is that your real experience of Christmas? I'm not sure it's mine. According to a recent survey, one in five of us has had a cooking-related meltdown on Christmas Day. One in five of us. So if that's not you, it's probably someone on your row. I wouldn't necessarily look across at them. It might still be quite raw. But you know, when maybe someone said the wrong thing, or maybe the stress of it all has just got too much, Christmas is never going to be perfect. And you know, why should it be? I don't know about you, but I've never found that just because it's Christmas, my children suddenly turn into selfless, grateful angels for that one day. I've never found that the things that I do that annoy myself and annoy other people are any less annoying on Christmas Day. 
See, the main reason that I can say with 100% certainty that my Christmas this year is not going to be perfect is because I'm going to be there. And your Christmas is not going to be perfect because you're going to be there. See, the truth is we are messy, broken, flawed people, all of us. And I think we know that about ourselves, don't we? That although human beings are capable of wonderful things, wonderful compassion and kindness and incredible intelligence and wonderful creativity, there's also this other side to us. See, why is it that we cling to this promise of the perfect Christmas? Well, I think it's surely because we know that something is not right, that the world is not as it should be. And there's something in us that longs for more. Maybe as you look back on this year, on 2019, maybe this has been a really, really good year for you, where things on the whole have gone really, really well. Or maybe it's been a really tough year for you this year, been a really difficult year. Or maybe it's just been an ordinary year. I'm sure that if you're anything like me, you'll look back on those days throughout this year, and each day there will have been annoyances and frustrations, and there'll be moments where you've said the wrong thing and done the wrong thing and upset someone, or where you've put your foot in it in a really big way. Because that's what human beings are like. We are broken people, and we carry that brokenness into Christmas. And it's not just that we make the odd mistake. It's that human beings seem to have this propensity to mess things up. Or as one author put it, that human beings have this active inclination to break stuff, to break promises, to break relationships, friendships, and marriages that we care about. We break ourselves, and we break each other in all kinds of ways. And in the process, we cut ourselves off from our relationship with God. But here's the real reason I love Christmas. Here's why Christmas is actually better news than the promise that you get of the fairy tale Christmas in those adverts and songs. It's because the true promise of Christmas is that God comes down into our mess. See, Christmas isn't actually about pretending that everything is good, pretending that everything's perfect. Christmas is about acknowledging that yes, there's pain, yes, there's hurt, yes, there's mess, but that God intervenes. That God intervenes in our mess. That's the story that we've been telling this afternoon in all kinds of different ways. With the children, through the songs, through the stories, through the Bible readings, that God intervenes in our mess. That out of love, this eternal, powerful God, who spoke the universe into being, who spoke life into existence, he humbles himself and makes himself small and fragile and human with arms and legs and hands and feet and breath and blood. Can you get your head around that? Because that's what Christmas challenges us to accept. And that because he loves us so much, he lives this life of utter perfection that we cannot live. And he's so selfless and he's so good and he's so loving. And after he lives this life of utter perfection, he goes to a cross. And on a cross, despised and rejected, he takes all our mess onto himself. And he takes the punishment that we deserve for everything that we've done and said and thought that is wrong. And the reason he does that is because he loves you. See, that is the message at the heart of Christmas, that you are deeply known and deeply understood and deeply loved. And that God intervenes on your behalf. Ultimately, Christmas is a rescue story, a wonderful rescue story. 
And the promise is that one day God will restore this world to the way it was meant to be. With no more brokenness and no more hurt and no more pain. And that broken human beings who put their trust and faith in Jesus Christ will live with him in perfection for eternity. That's the promise of Christmas. And that's, that's why we can have joy at Christmas. That's why we can have joy long after Christmas, even into February when it's damp and it's cold and it's wet. We can still experience that joy through knowing the truth about Jesus. And you might say to me this afternoon, you might say to me, well, that's just another fairy tale. Or you might think that's too good to be true. Well, if that's you, I just want to challenge you for a moment on that. See, my experience is this, that Jesus has totally changed my life. That he's broken into my life and changed the way I see my life day to day. The reason I get out of bed each morning. He's changed my purposes. He's changed my plans and my hopes and my dreams and my perspective. And he's changed the life of many, many people in this room. And if you're thinking this stuff is too good to be true, I'd encourage you to come and find out more about this Jesus, to come and investigate him. Maybe you don't normally come to church. Maybe this is a very alien environment for you. Maybe you were hassled to come here this afternoon by a friend. Maybe that friend is sitting next to you right now. I'd encourage you to speak to them about Jesus, to ask them what he's done in their life, to ask them to hear a bit of their story. I mean, you know them, you trust them, you trusted them enough to come here with them today. Or come with them to church one Sunday. We have three meetings at King's each Sunday. Two down here at our town centre site at 9.30 and 11.30. And one up at our Hazelmere site at William Ramsey School at 10.30. Just come along. You'd be so welcome to come to one of those meetings on a Sunday. You will find a bunch of imperfect people. But you'll see the reality of Jesus at work in ordinary people's lives. Or finally, I want to encourage you to come and try Alpha in the new year. We have an Alpha course running Tuesday nights in the new year from the 21st of January. You've got an invitation to Alpha on your seats today. And if you come to Alpha, you'll get to sit around a table with other people with questions about life. And you'll eat a meal together. And you'll watch a short film together. Then you'll discuss what was in the film with no sense at all of any kind of judgment. We ran Alpha in the spring of this year. This is what Tom, who was on that Alpha course, said about the experience. He said the conversation was open, welcoming, and allowed everyone to share their opinions and explore life's questions without any feeling of intimidation or expectation to share the same beliefs. And then he said, and the food was amazing. So if you don't come for the conversation, just come for that free meal each week. You'd be so welcome to come. You can sign up for the Alpha course today, kchw.co.uk forward slash alpha. We would genuinely love to see you at that Alpha course in the new year. So as I invite the band and the choir to come back up, they're going to lead us in one more carol in just a moment. But may your Christmas this year be imperfect. May your tree be wonky. May your carrots be ordinary. May your fairy lights flicker. But through it all, may you experience the lasting, life-changing joy that comes from knowing Jesus, the God who comes down into our mess. Amen? Amen.